2: Welcome back to Generations.
0: I'm Michael Callahan. And
2: I'm TJ Newton. This is episode two and part two of our conversation about auditioning.
0: Please welcome back Alicia Albright, Keely Byrne, Lance Roberts, Jack Sipple, and Maddie Trumbull. We want to hop to our next question. When we do get an audition from our agents
2: or on Actors Access, sometimes the material we're given is a lot. What is your process in terms of breaking down the material you're given? If you've got a week to get this audition in, what do you focus on first?
3: I'm uh, honestly a procrastinator and work best under pressure, even though I'm certain that's not the way to go. But for certain things, I'm like, I'll put it off all the way to the end. Even though if if it's a song, you know, I've been listening to it all week. Like I like to let things marinate. I'll like, if it's lines, sometimes I'll just do that. There's an app. So that you can like play it back just so I just like have a sense of things. And then for a dance it's it's completely different. We were talking about the self tape thing. I actually don't like them, especially for dance, because it's hard for me to just learn a combination from a video. Like it take that process takes me so much longer, whereas usually you are in a room so you can like you know, you're like following other people, you're absorbing other energy, you get like more I don't know, it's just easier for for you to pick up the combination. So If it's a group, uh, like dance audition that I know other people are doing, I'm like, hey, grab a buddy. Can we learn it together, please? Please can we learn it together? Because then it just makes it faster.
2: I'm so wacky with the dance audition. What I do is I'll count how many counts of eight there are, and then I'll be like, okay, you need to learn the first four counts of eight today. And then tomorrow you can do the next four and then the next day you can put them all together but as someone who comes from more of a mover background first singer actor first i do enjoy getting some time to process the material and what how i'm supposed to look because some we you know sometimes auditions that are run in new york sometimes they don't even teach the dance combinations anymore and they expect you to learn it and know it perfectly before you even walk in and they just walk through it once and that works for some people but for me personally that's never worked for me and that causes me stress but if I have some extra time to like really focus on myself or have a friend and say hey can you help me with this I feel so much better about what I'm presenting to the casting team.
4: After I do a dance call I go back home and I record myself doing the dance even if I'm just talking it through because when you go to that next call back like we just kind of mentioned you're sometimes expected to know the dance already you're not going to have time to relearn it so it's just another refresher i don't stress about that but i remember before the holidays i was in final call x for two shows at the same time on the same day and between the two shows i had 58 pages of material to do on the same day and so just to walk in like it starts at 9 a.m there's a work session and it goes until six thirty p.m you're at the crazy pearl studios no all know and love right I have to prep myself early in situations like that, especially when I know it's happening all at the same time, but I just gotta get it in myself early. And then I just keep talking to myself and hearing myself and build that conversation.
0: Jack, I love that you just brought that up because I was there with you that day. And actually that experience sitting next to you and catching up is what is actually leading to our next question. So I'm so glad that you literally segued for us. And that's how much material and or time do you think is appropriate for an audition process to receive you know jack and i were part of a process in december where people received 60 pages with four days to learn a 60 page packet that's an extreme i think we can all agree that's too much but you know where does it time off i mean like alicia you mentioned 12 callbacks for a broadway show what are your thoughts on what is appropriate time and material wise
4: 12 callbacks is aggressive. I've done 11 before. And it's one of those where you keep walking in the room and it's the same people behind the table and you're doing the same combinations and I'm singing my same 32 bar cut. At that point, there's no excuse why this isn't over, right? You know what you saw, maybe twice. You know, I I think if it's for the same people and it's so confusing because you also do processes where you film one tape, you get brought in for that final callback and it's over. And you're like, absolutely. That's what you need. Like if you don't, come into a room as a creative, and I feel like I can say this because I've been on this side of it, is if you don't come in with a goal of knowing what you're really looking for, you're not ready to have the audition. Yes, there can be spaces where you're like, oh, I get inspiration and this is where I want to go with the show or the character 100%, but you have to have some type of roadmap or else you're just wasting their time and your own time. So how much material? I think, you know, a good two songs from a show and maybe a a side or a contrasting side. I agree with
5: Jack. You know, uh, a scene, maybe a contrasting scene, two songs at the most uh, from the show. But there's something, uh, two things. It's like one, as a director choreographer, uh, I did a lot of that. I am famous for having very long auditions. So I won't have a bunch, but they'll be very long. But what I do after, the I call the the group back in. I make it very clear why it's going to be long. And I say I will go through the day and explain what I'm looking for and and if I see like a kernel that's why you're here so that people are their brains are always working as artists and I give out descriptive phrases and words or maybe our re- reference an old movie or an old show So that again their brains I said this is a working day and I said I understand your time is very valuable but that's what I'm doing today, and if you do need to leave, I have a shorthand, you know, and I'll, I'll offer you that. Now, as an actor, I, I haven't really done a lot of callbacks in a long time, but mostly because of, you know, where the world is now. And <laughs> they're never gonna call me in 11 times to be a dancer. That's never gonna happen. So, but, um, so I really, like, I'm upset that anyone ever has to go through that. But if it does go beyond two or even three callbacks, then I ask my agents because there was a great line in the movie Mommy Mommy Dearest when Faye Dunaway is playing Joan Crawford and she has to go in to audition. And the little girl says, oh, mommy, why do you have to go to audition? She goes, well, when they have you audition, it means you're not sure whether they want you or not. And so I think about that all the time. It's like, oh, if they're calling me back all this many times, they're not sure whether they want me. So then I ask my agents, what do they want this time? Because that's what I'm going to give this time. I'm not going to worry about my fears, about, you know, being too tall, too short, too skinny, too fat, too old, too young. I'm not gonna worry about that. I'm just gonna give them what they want. Make them come up with something so that you can be focused and book the job.
6: I will say my favorite thing is when you get multiple packets, when you get that first audition, you get an audition packet and then a callback packet because then you're like, okay, they're respecting my time because I'm fine learning a scene and a song or two scenes for the first audition. First audition should not be 60 pages so much I think of the decision is made in a moment like the moment you start the moment you walk in the room just because I've been a reader for so many auditions for so many years and I don't know that I've ever seen the person who is best get the role it's always like a feeling or like a vibe it's hard to even explain but like there's been so many times where I'm like wait you're not gonna give that person a callback they were amazing but it's like He had blonde hair and the guy they want had, you know, brown hair. So anyway, it's all so feels arbitrary and and it's all so subjective. I don't think it's fair to give more than one or two things to do. But yeah, maybe by the 12th callback, I'd be okay doing 60 pages. But that also is just absurd. I've never gone in for something that much. But I will say at least it was for like a Broadway show because I, the most auditions I've ever had for stuff has been like regional that pays like $400 a
0: week. I'm
6: like, you need to see me a fourth time for this. At least I got it after the 12. If I hadn't oh, gotten
7: I it, can't. I would really be the
0: <laughs> <laughs> In the spirit of these auditions, what you bring in, what you prepare. I think TJ and I can say, this is one of our favorite questions we had prepped for you guys. So I'm really curious to see what you say. What is the difference between audition technique in performance technique
3: auditioning is a very interesting specific art <laughs> because there's just so so many outside factors that go into it and the way that you feel it feels super inorganic whereas if i know that i've secured the job and i'm performing and living my truth like i you know like there's so much confidence in that you have to enter an audition with the confidence of i've this is my i'm performing it now um and i booked the job I mean, I do so many things to feel to feel that way for myself. You know, there's breathing techniques and all the things. But I always think, because, like, I was a dancer first, and it took me a really long time to feel confident singing alone. But then I started, like, anchoring myself when I sang, so I didn't feel so, like, high vibrational and, like, shaky and nervous. I'm like, okay, put the weight in your heels. Like, connect with the ground. Take a breath like connect with the people in the room and just like feeling secure in myself as though I booked the job has just made it easier to just like put myself in a different sense and make it make it make (laughs) sense because it just is really inorganic to be like doing an audition it's the it's the weirdest (laughs) situation you could put yourself in but um we have to do it in order to get the job
6: I'm a documentary gal and I love um, every little step. I've like watched it a million times. It's the best. I watched it like at the height of the 2020 pandemic, like in the summer. I watched it and I was like, it's okay that auditions aren't happening right now. They're hard. But in that uh, movie, Jay Binder is the casting director who is or was my my very favorite. Like I've never felt so much love in the room as I did when I would go in for him. And I know he was like a big champion of mine. Love him. He's the casting director. And he says something, I can not remember the exact quote, but he says, we're looking for the person who is opening night ready. They could open tomorrow. And I always thought that was really interesting because, because you're not, you know, you're going to have like months of rehearsals, weeks, weeks, months of rehearsals. So in a weird way, I think we cannot think about auditions in a, a different way, even though, yeah, you're not on a stage and you're in a little room And depending on the room, the sound quality is really bad. I always took that to heart and thought, I'm going to, I have to treat this like I am acting on stage. Got the part already. And here I am. I can open tomorrow.
7: The first question we had, what I talked about when it made a difference for me is when I changed my perspective of it. When you're performing, gosh, it just, for me, it just feels like my heart is bursting out of my chest and just my heart wants to touch everybody out there. Like that's the most important thing I want you to see is my heart when I act or sing or dance or anything and I found it really hard because I you know and I used to go and I would be so weird and I would make otter hands and I would just you know especially when singing like to, so to do techniques that helped ground me and not have crazy eyes you know when you go to an in-person audition and everyone's got crazy eyes because they're so nervous and you're everywhere but inside yourself so how can you authentically be showing of yourself because you're so everywhere from like comparing to someone else and to worrying what they're thinking about you, to, I don't know, to feeling good, to not feeling good. So for me, it's it's like trying to match the things that I do to prepare for performance for auditions so that, yeah, so that you can show up again feeling the best you could, whether you consider that opening night ready or just like today ready. And for me, it's so necessary now to do it mind, body, spirit, because if I'm just doing one part, a huge part of me is missing, and I want to do all of me in everything I do. But if I don't do the work first, in every sense of the word work, like work on the material, warm on my body, work on my voice, work on my spirit, work on my heart, it's all a package deal. And if I don't do all the work before an audition, it's not going to go as well from inside myself.
2: I love what you just said, Alicia, about being today ready. And I think that's something that a perspective that has changed over the last few years when we were stuck inside and learning to accept that where we are currently physically, mentally, emotionally, is super important. And we have to allow ourselves to live there. Because often I feel like what Maddie said, you know, have you have to be ready, Rick, right today, but but realistically that's not that's just not how we as humans And whether it's in theater or whether, you know, we're a doctor or whether we're a teacher, the world doesn't work like that. So I think acknowledging that, you know, I'm going to be my my best version of myself today is so important. And I feel like going into the audition with that vibe is only going to make you better.
7: It's like going into the audition knowing you're enough. Because so often we're wanting someone to give us the job so we feel better about ourselves, you know, like that we matter, that we... Our talent is enough, and what if we walked into every room knowing we were? And all we gotta do is get out of our own way to be all that we already are. And then the right people see that. If it's not the right person, you don't work for them anyways, because guaranteed if you do, they're probably gonna make you feel like poop on a stick most of the time. You know, but even if they do, how do I not believe those
5: words? Talking about the differences of auditioning versus when we have the role. Uh, There's one thing that is present in both, and that's ourselves and so my first thing is when uh i go into an audition i make sure i bring myself myself is someone who i love the theater i like television because it's also storytelling so i bring that into the room you cannot take that away from me at all you that will never ever happen this is my job but i am also a huge fan and that's why i like to go see everything i like to like experience things good bad and different what have you so that when i'm coming in there i'm with other people who i assume love telling stories and being part of this crazy business together so talk about community we're already on the same page because we're here to do this together when i'm in the waiting room yes i'm there to get a job so i will be prepping but once i start and i walk through the door that's my entrance the play has begun and I am there to like show you the play. Now here's the other thing that we have, when we're performing, we've rehearsed, so we have information. When we're auditioning, we we may have our sides, we may have our songs, we may have our dances, but we still don't have enough information. And that's where the art comes in. And that's where we have to be the people who come up with, and I call them the 100% absolutes. So even if you're going in for an ensemble role, if you know the time period, it's an absolute. If you know the age of your character, it's an absolute. The ethnicity is an absolute. Whether your character loves or hates someone, these are absolutes. So you take those into the room with you because those are things, whether they're correct or not, they are choices, they are strong, and people can see that you can do the work. So it may not be what you're going to do on opening night, but like Alicia said, tonight is opening night. This audition is opening night. So these are my choices tonight. And so if you have those to stand on, and it's sort of similar to like what, uh, you know, Beyonce does. When she's performing, if you've ever met her, she's very shy in real life. She is very, very shy. But on stage, we see she is not shy. And she'll tell you because she's Sasha Fierce. That is another person. That is another person with other desires. She's not the mom. She's not the wife. She is Sasha Fierce on the stage. And so all of us need to figure out who is our Sasha Fierce when we walk into the room.
0: Someone once told me to go into the room with the question, how can I
5: help you? Not how can you help me? Mm. And if you honor the character that you're playing, like truly honor them, honor what they desire and not what you desire, because wanting a job, we can get a job anywhere, anywhere. Anyway, I'm not talking about just show business. We just want to make some money. You this Starbucks, this this places to make money. This, what we do, which is I always say if I see someone fierce, I go, pure sorcery. Um, because it's you can't you can't figure out why it's so good. It just is. Well, so it's like you can't put a dollar on amount a dollar amount on what we do. It's like that's all
4: we just have to do it and give it as a gift. I go into every space treating it like a workshop rehearsal, so I know I don't have the job yet, so there's still that if, but also knowing that we're all in it together, like we're all gonna learn it together, we're all doing this together, like we're all here to be here for each other. Um, And Jeff Whiting always says, your job in in an audition is not to book the job, it's to make a fan. So you're not focused on, wow, the material, wow, the story, I mean, yes, that is a priority, but that's not the hardcore. But then the performance technique is, how am I gonna keep watching you? when we do prom stuff and i host auditions for prom i can't teach you style okay round two name something that's not boring
7: a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh
1: Ah, oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
4: Right? I want to see what you can do with it, and I'll mold that. And I can see, oh, wow, I can grow with that person. So you don't need to have everything perfectly, but how can I keep molding you, and how am I going to keep watching you in that time to grab you along?
2: All right, friends. Amazing. One quick lightning round. If there's one show on Broadway right now that you could audition for, what would it be?
4: And Juliet in a heartbeat. Same, same, right same, same, same. same. Right now,
2: same. Let's Wait, literally,
4: it's time. For literally, vacation. same
2: people. Okay, Maddie, Jack, let's do it.
6: That's my dream role. Yeah, I love it. Want to do it? I'm obsessed with that show.
3: Honestly, I'm really, really content at having a job right now, and I love working there. So. Everyone else audition, please. People who do not have jobs, please get one. I'm good. I'm fine. I'm chilling. There may be a dream show one day, and it's not written yet. How about that?
5: Well, I'm excited about the new Broadway show that I'm starting next week, and that's a really great part. But I do have to say that, and I always feel like a nerd when I say this, but I just love Wicked. And I just saw it again again. I'm not going to tell you how many times, but I just saw it again, and I always thought I wanted to be Dr. Gentleman because I love his politics, you know, about losing his voice and and that whole thing, but something about the wizard got me. I don't know, because he's an older person and because I'm older or something, and you know, and as performers, we we have those, what do you call it, imposter complexes, and I'm like, oh, that's who the wizard is. I love that guy. I love him. So I, I'm putting it out there that, you know, by the 25th anniversary of Wicked on Broadway, I'm going to be the wizard.
7: You'd be wonderful. I was the dance captain for seven years. I would love to put you in the show. Yes! Um, okay. I kind of feel like Keely. I, I love everything, but I also, I'm craving being a part only, I only once have I been able to be a part of a brand new show, which was Frozen. And I love the creation process of a new show. I think right now what I'm really craving and putting out into the universe is I want to be from the ground up for another show again, because it's such an honor to witness it and to see it grow. And I learned so much watching how it grows from all the departments. So I think for me, I don't know what it is, but I really want to be in the creation process of a new show.
2: Thank you so much to all our guests for joining your conversation. Please stick around for a post-show discussion with Michael and I.
0: Wow, that was such a wonderful conversation. It went in a direction that I actually didn't expect because auditions really, they suck. And we people get up, like upset and mad about them. And I was it was really refreshing to watch a group of artists kind of take a positive spin on it. I really loved when we asked, can
2: you tell us a fun audition story, whether it's good or bad? And everyone picked a positive experience. Yeah. And that, like what you just said, Michael, that is like an example of, I guess the vibe of our, this podcast, we want it always to be, you know, positive in the way that we look at the theater and because we love it so much, like we love theater. And even though we might criticize it, you know, in certain topics, that's only because we love it and we want the very best for it and the best for our fellow artists.
0: Yeah. And I really felt like the conversation we had was optimistic without sacrificing realism, right? Like no one was saying that it's not difficult and hard but we were saying that in order to make it work, this is how I have to view it. More than even what the material is and how you do it, the mental state in which you go in is the most important. If you're not in the right headspace, like, there's really no point. Right. But, and like, we can say that all day, like, be in the right headspace, but please, I have been in millions of auditions where, like, I'm in a great headspace, and one thing happens, and immediately, it's like turn of a switch, and I'm... A disaster human in the room. <laughs> like. Oh fully, fully, fully. And then I come out eighth Avenue and I'm sobbing on the on
2: the phone to my mom. Yeah. But. but I think something that was brought up continuously is making sure that we take care of our mental and emotional health.
0: Yes. And that yeah. should come
2: first before any material, before any packet, before any
0: callback. And that is actually what makes your packet, your material better.
2: Oh, 100% because then you're able to put more of yourself into it.
0: Into yeah. Your authentic self. Maybe I didn't want to hear it, but I'm really glad I did hear it, was trying to switch gears on how we view these self-tapes from hell. <laughs> like, I actually like them. Oh, no. Like, you're a masochist. I cannot do that. I think, yeah, it's hard for me to watch myself.
2: Well, you also, it's yeah. part of your job to like stare at your computer and like, like that is, uh, True. I, I do not do that as much. So I do like them, but I know I'm in the min- minority there, but they've been good to me. Good. They have not, not been
0: good to me. <laughs> I'm going
2: <gonna, laughs> to knock on wood because I'll never book from it again, but I have, yeah. I have booked from them and I, and I,
0: I think I figured
2: it out. I cool. think
0: that's important. Yeah. So really quick though, TJ, what's your most memorable audition story?
2: Oh my God, it's traumatic. See, everyone <laughs> did something positive. I did something really, I'm gonna do something that was really traumatic. Okay, so this was the Glee Project season two. I went to the open call, I did great. And then I got called back to do, to film, to film for like the producers on a set. And they gave me, um, <gasps> uh, I'm Yours by Jason Mraz. So I knew the song already. So I went in and I go, "Well, you done done me, and you bet I felt it." Up. I'm so sorry. Can I start again? I completely blanked on the words, and I've never done that before. So then I start again. Well, you done done me, and you bet I felt it. Up. I'm so sorry. I, I don't, I don't know these words, and the judges that were on the show like were in the room and said why don't you just just sing something else and i was like damn it i (laughs) i did not book this and i walked out and i just like knew i didn't get it but i was so upset because i walked out and i said well you done done me and you bet i felt it i tried to be chill but you're so hot that i melted i knew it right away but like when i was in the room with the cameras on me and the lights on me and you know, what psyched me out was right before I walked into the room, I passed another room with all the producers and all a million TV screens. And that right before I went into, went in and it fully psyched me out because I was like, Oh my God, I'm going to be on TV. Yeah. And I, I did not make the cut of course, but that, how about yours? What's well, yours? Wait,
0: wait, you know what I love is that you tell me that you went in singing, I'm Yours by Jason Mraz yeah. and I know exactly what year it was like. It like takes me to a place in our adolescence. where yeah. so I'm like, Oh, I know exactly who you were. Exactly what age you were oh. for that.
2: Fully like two thousand eleven, two thousand
0: twelve. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Yep. Oh wait. Okay. Tell me yours. So actually, mine is a job I didn't book, which I'm really proud of. Saying that it was probably one of the most amazing auditions I've ever had, and I didn't book it. I was in for um, a show that is on Broadway right now. Uh, it's about dancing.
2: Oh <laughs> and, wow! Uh, is there um, is there
0: dancing in it? I think there might be dancing in it. Oh wow. Okay. Um, But okay, so like a little history, like I went to a performing arts high school and my mentor at the high school and really like through my teenage years was Gail Benedict, who was the original dance captain on Dancin'. So I learned this show like as a child, a lot of it, not all of it, but a lot of it. And she was really generous with like, you know, helping me understand how the show works and... Um, the st- style of dance, and I by no means think that I'm a master at it, but I really enjoy it, and like I know it in a very like intimate way. So I got called in to be one of the standby understudies. Wayne Salento did this amazing thing where he brought seven of us in, and it was a three-hour workshop. It was kind of informal, where all seven of us came in. There was no holding room. We were all just kind of hanging out in this room together, and he, you know everyone's chatting, and then they're like, "All right, let's start." And we, over the course of those three hours, we learn three different dances. Wayne Salento, who, you know, I've played Mike in a chorus line, like literally my entire life, is in the room looking at me being like, hey, good job, but do this this way. And like getting notes from him directly. And there were no cuts made. It was just the seven of us kind of workshopping. It wasn't even, you know, like line up in groups and do it. It was just kind of like, hey, can we split the room in half? All right, you guys, you guys go, you guys go. All right, cool, let's move on to the next dance. It was like had this really informal workshop feel to it. I was honored. To be in that room with those men and the men i was auditioning with were incredible and some of them were in the first broadway shows i ever saw and i was like it was one of those moments where like you look at your career and you're like oh my god this is what i've always dreamed of being and i didn't even book it and i still look i'm like that was the best day of my little dance in life
2: that's incredible i mean i grew up like before i even knew like choreographers and choreography history like i wicked was my favorite show so yeah. of course i've known like. Of Wayne's name and yeah. Wayne's choreography and Wayne's style since like 2003 before I really learned about, I'll even say like Bob Fosse, like before, yeah. like when I got to college, I was still, you know, in high school I was like learning about these choreographers. So like Wayne was an OG. Oh my yeah. gosh. How exciting. It was
0: so cool. It felt like a movie. Cause like, We were working. I mean, I was sweating. You're like, you know, we're all like running to get water in between learning stuff. It was so much fun. (laughs) And I felt like a Broadway dancer that day. Like it was one of the moments I felt like, oh my God, Michael, you're a Broadway dancer.
2: You are a Broadway dancer. Yeah, it was
0: really cool. Um, It was a really cool day.
2: I'm so happy for you. Thanks.
0: I didn't get it yet. The reason I'm really happy to be back at auditions in person is because I love performers. I love what we do. And it's so cool to be in a room and watch people be amazing next to you. Like, if you can get out of your head and out of your own ego and, like, experience other dancers while you're in an audition, man, there are some talented folks in this city, and it is cool that we get to all dance together. Whoever, I'm I'm not even going to say the best person in the room gets the job because that's not always true. Whoever is right for the job is going to get it despite how competitive you are. Do you know what I mean? Like, or despite how you... The energy you give to the other people in the room like the best person the person's gonna get it's gonna get it like
2: right and one thing that has been really wonderful for me as a, a latinx man is that i see the same group of people at most yeah. auditions in the heights or west side story or evita or hamilton and i i know most of them mm-hmm. and sometimes i book the job and then sometimes i don't and my other f- peers do and it It's a small circle of us that have been doing this since like 2015, I'll say, since I graduated college and I know them all and I love them dearly. And it's just like one day I'll win and you'll win the next day. Like, and it's, and I think it's, there's room for everybody
0: to win. Can I tell you the last thing? Yeah. My audition goal. Yeah. I go in with like, well, maybe not goal. I go in with like, I have like a list of rules for auditions to keep myself in a good headspace. I have to give an honest compliment to one other person at the end of every audition. It can't be like some bullshit, like I have to literally watch and see someone that does, does something I think is amazing and make sure I tell them that they were great before I leave.
2: I'm gonna start, I mean, I think I try and do that anyways, but I, I'm gonna make a mental note, that's wonderful.
0: Yeah, it just gets me out of my head a little
2: bit. Yeah, and also it spreads the love and because we, we, know, yeah. we know when we get that compliment from another person, it, how wonderful it feels too.
0: Yeah. What
2: a great way to end oh, the episode. Oh my God, I love that. I hope, yeah. everyone Everyone listening? do that too. Yeah. Spread the love. Spread the love. And we want to spread our love again to our five amazing guests who shared their stories here on Generations. Thanks so much for tuning into our first two episodes, our first conversation about auditioning. And with that, I guess this is goodbye old pal. Till next time. Thanks for listening to Generations.
0: 18 plus.